Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I'm Fern here with Dom. What is up? So YouTube, as soon as I'm done like watching a certain group of videos, I'll just try to keep deleting them to like go to my history and be like, fuck, I hope this works. Because I'll watch two videos about like uh, some ele- some tiny electric car in England, right? It's not even technically it's not even an electric car. It's not like a, a like a motorcycle type of vehicle, mm. but it looks like a car, drives like a car, whatever. So I watch one video because I'm interested in it. Then I watch another video to learn more about it, and then I get fifty fucking <laughs> recommend recommendeds of these cars. It's like I don't want to watch anything else. I know <laughs> what it is already. Yeah, it's dumb. I don't care. So I've been trying to delete them like crazy, you know. Yeah. And sometimes it works, like Dark Five. Yeah. Like I just thought Dark Five wasn't really doing much, but it just because it wasn't showing up on my thing. When I watched the, when I watched like a video or two, all the stuff started popping up again. So I leave that. Yeah, I haven't seen anything by him in a while. Yeah, well, maybe it's because it's not recommending it for me. Yeah, anymore. you should look it up. Because a lot of this stuff is like that. Um, there's and then there's channels too where I'm subscribed to that I haven't watched in a long time. Oh like it, yeah, I had to go through and purge a bunch of stuff. Yeah, because it'd be like, oh, like I guess I just like this, or I guess I just like that. And sometimes while I'm going through it, I'll watch a video from them and be like, oh, yeah, let me see. Let me see if there's a reason why yeah. I like this or whatever. And then their fucking videos will pop up. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. So, Or you watch one video and you're like, just because you wanted to see what it was about, right? Someone random. And then now it starts recommending it like nonstop. And it's like, stop. <laughs> yeah. I watched it once. Yeah. And that's what happens with me with Joe Rogan is because... <laughs> I'll watch one thing because you'll have someone on there. And it's like, oh, cool, you know, and it'll be a clip, like not the whole show. I'm not gonna sit through fucking two and a half hours. Of what? Whatever. You're not gonna sit through Joe Rogan? But show? they'll be like, oh, um, Kevin Smith talks about blah blah blah, and I'm yeah. like, okay, cool, whatever. Or so and so speaks about aliens. I'm like, all right, cool. But then it just shows me a bunch of other shit. Then it's like, I don't want to watch that. I'll never want to yeah. watch that. And there's some like there's channels like that Joe Rogan shit. That will keep popping out no matter what I do. No matter if I delete it from my history. No matter if I put not interested. It'll still pop up like, are you sure you don't want to watch this? Joe Rogan's talking about weed and comedy. Are you sure you don't want to watch this? <laughs> it's like, fuck. That's like when I went on and I was, like had to go because they kept recommending me like Cracked videos. And I was like, stop. I don't want to listen to Cracked anymore. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. But here are the top five movies that have plot holes that ruin the whole franchise. Are you sure you don't want to watch that? Yeah, because they're not plot holes. Are you sure, though? <laughs> yes. Like, here's top five actresses who shouldn't belong in movie starring roles because there's other actresses that are better. Sure you want to watch that? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm just going to recommend one more. No, but when you're laying in bed at night and you're trying to watch something where it's like, oh, yeah, this seems interesting. And then a bunch of other random shit comes on. It's like, what did I watch to make this come up? And then you have I to don't keep, get. You keep refreshing it because you were like, come on, give me something good. Give yeah. me something good. 
<clears throat> like um, one that does it almost automatically is anything tiny house slash uh, van building mm-hmm. slash whatever, right? Yeah. Because I am intrigued. I, I like the idea of like tiny living. I think it's really cool. And some of these people do like really cool jobs making their van conversions and whatever, right? But there's also like a subgroup of quote unquote millennials who build like these travel vans. They build these vans and they vlog their whole thing and they're all the fucking same and they suck. But so then I clicked on these videos, you know, and it's just like, yeah, like we're 24 and like this van build cost us cost us like, I don't know, like 50 grand. Um, and like we have a bunch of savings and stuff, but like, yeah, van life's crazy. Like you should, you just go out there and do it. And it's like, yeah, not everyone's fucking rich like you. And I actually came across this dude. At first I, I thought this guy was just a jackass cause he just seemed like he just liked to make fun of everyone. Because he's also like a tiny house van builder dude, uh, but and he but he started making these these videos about those couples, those millennial couples and all this stuff, and he points out this shit. It's like, yeah, you're right. Like he was talking about how they're they're saying like this one couple was like, oh my my family isn't rich and like you know we just did this all on our own. And they're only like 23 or 24, mm-hmm. right? And then in another vlog from another group of people that they're friends with, they're like, oh, yeah, like that guy's mom and dad let us stay in their vacation home. And it's like this huge mansion. <laughs> so yeah. he was like, it's weird that you guys aren't rich, but yet your family owns like a, this super huge mansion vacation home. Wow, that's that's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. so... Pointing that shit out just kind of makes me like, oh, I fucking hate this. But I'll watch one video, right, where it's like cool van conversion and some guy's like, oh, yeah, put a Tesla battery in my, you know, in my van or whatever. So I'm like, cool. And then almost automatically, bam. Oh, how do we make a living on the road? Bam. Spending a winter in Colorado. Bam. It's all these millennial couples, right? And it's, they're all different. Like, it's not like two videos of the same couple. It's like. No, they're all fucking different. <laughs> and so, like, no matter what I do, they'll always pop up. I'll delete it, pop up. I'll fucking not interested, pop up. And then I watch one video of, like, oh, yeah, I, I lifted my van, like, off-road van. It's like, cool, interesting, see what he did. And then next video, like, what we eat on the road. <laughs> God damn it. This is the fucking news. Crazy scene in It Chapter 2. So did you see that, um, I guess they're going to try and include in in the sequel to It, well, not, not sequel, the second part, because it's just the second part. It's not really the a kids sequel. fucking? Because it's like, it will incorporate one of the book's craziest scenes. The kids fucking. No. Anyways... <laughs> No, I guess they're, they're going to try and include, incorporate the ritual that they, they perform at the very end. Because I told you how it the book ends and how it's very, like, extra dimensional and, like, out there and surreal and, yeah. like, crazy to, like, pull off if you were to think of, like, try and, like, do it. So it's like, I'm kind of glad that they're, like, going to do it. They're going to stick to the book and, you know, in that regard. Not not everything. No, they're not going to do the kids. 
Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I mean, unless we get to the movie theaters, right? We're sitting there. You're, you you brought your nephews, <laughs> and we're sitting there, right? And then, like, all of a sudden, like, it gets down to it, and it's like, oh, man. <laughs> it's these the kids. one flashback. That's the only flashback. <laughs> like, you know how they said the kids were, like, mm-hmm. the kids were on set? Because, like, oh, they're probably going to do yeah. flashbacks. Uh-huh. But that's the only one. And it's like, yeah, um... Now, what if they told you, like, their parents gave consent, like, it's okay? And Stephen King said, this is vital to what happens. Yeah. I'd still be like, that boy right. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to know how they're going to pull off, like, this crazy scene. Yeah, me too. Um, Because the one thing that, even if you're not a big Stephen King fan, if you dive deep into anything Stephen King related, you know that it's... It's all tied in together, mm-hmm. and that it goes beyond just what's happening on the same city or the same you know country or the same world mm-hmm. or now the same dimension. Exactly. And yeah, and it. I mean, that's always been something where it's like, well, it's not really a thing. It, well, it's like a. It's more of like a concept, I guess. Like yeah. A, it's and a, that's always been crazy. It's a it's a being in an outside space, physically there and here. If you can understand that, the fuck you just say. <laughs> no, but I do like the, I do like the whole them touching into that sci-fi yeah. aspect instead of just horror. Because, I mean, you could watch if you watch the first uh, it right, mm. this first chapter, or even the old one, whatever. Yeah, it is. That doesn't come off as any way a sci-fi movie dealing with, you know, before times, you know, different dimensions, yeah. whatever, beings. They don't really touch on any of that shit, right? No. So to kind of put it on in the back end, it's like, I wonder, just throwing it out there, but I wonder if they would use this for like a launching pad or something more like, crazy. Like, kind of like, if this works, like, let's see if this will work. Yeah, like, it's not, doesn't have to be an exact sequel or tie-in to that It yeah. movie. But if if he sees that, hey, you know, people really like that part. And it's like, well, you know, let's learn what we learned from the Watchtower or Dark Tower. Yeah, the Dark Tower. The Watchmen Tower? No, wait. Watchmen's Dark the Tower. The Dark Watch. The, the Darkman's right Watchtower. Disney Play? Disney Play. <laughs> <laughs> Sony's Disney's Play. Um, maybe they'll be like, hey, let's learn from what not to do with the Dark Tower. Exactly. And what people really liked with it. Yeah. And let's see if we could kind of go back to that whole drawing board of, hey, let's. let's oh, hey, we maybe we should kind of stick to the story. Yeah. And not just, like, do a new story. Because watching the Dark Tower, it does kind of suck knowing that there's so much that is tied in. And they even show you a lot, too, in the movie. But it's never going to pay off in any cool way Mm -hmm. because just never went there. And there is talks, I guess, of still doing the TV show or something, but... It's been on for years, so who knows? Because when did the Dark Tower come out? Like five years ago? No, I'm just joking. Like last year, right? Yeah, last year. (laughs) But that shit is very much a part of Stephen King, so maybe this is one way to say, like, hey, if this works, 
maybe we could go out do something or maybe he could maybe he wants to tie in you know hey if this if we show this in the it universe then we can make another story that ties into the it universe like they could use you know what's her name jessica chastain and like she's she's in a she's in a passing role in this stephen king movie or whatever right no but you know what i mean yeah like they could do something like that or it could just be hey let's fill what can happen what people like what people don't like because let's say the whole movie it could come down to everyone loves the whole movie except for the ending Oh, I didn't get it. It was a weird ending. Oh, it's so weird. I like it. I like the first one because like it wasn't weird. What or, are you talking about? <laughs> or it could happen and people are like, "Wow, that was really cool. I didn't expect that. It was such an awesome ending." Yeah. And maybe it's like a hey, greenlit to now we could try this other stuff, but you know, actually make it good. I could see them doing the talisman, right? And then doing Black House because it's kind of similar to it, where the talisman takes place with the, the the kid being younger and going through all this, and then the set and then Black House is him as an adult being older. So you kind of got like a similar, and it does tar- tie into the like the whole mythos. Yeah, I mean we don't know until I guess what it is. It is, but it is kind of interesting. Yeah. And really cool that they're going that way. More white people exploiting natives. So um, I guess. Kate Bosworth and her husband um, have been accused of stealing footage uh, that allegedly like exploit like Native American culture. They're, they were accused of commandeering a sensitive film concerning a Native American tribe from a producer who claims he is the rightful owner and the stews are allegedly refusing to give it back. So they're being sued over a movie they were wor- they're working on called Little Brother of War about a Mississippi band of Choctaw Indians and their history of playing competitive stickball, which is similar to lacrosse. The Polish director and Bosworth appear to have been slated for a producing role. And it's just like, I don't understand, like, uh, so, so why they're, like, they're taking this footage right. Okay. That is, obviously, I get it, like... It's it's like the tribe themselves, I guess, right? Because the of the relation, the crew the crew was even able to shoot rare interviews with actual tribe members back in March. But I guess someone else came in, like with a Polish producer came in and like struck a deal, and he basically took the footage and like they ran off to them and were like, "Hey, let's use this footage for something." So okay, timeline. So somebody was making this. Documentary, docudrama, whatever, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the producers of the film claim they worked tirelessly to navigate a strenuous vetting application progress process to gain, um, you know, approval to in order to be like not only to film them but also to be like on the reservation, and they promised they would honor, you know, like yeah, the, tell the story, yes. right? Yeah. But then I guess Kate Bosworth and like her producers came in and were like, okay, well, we're gonna. Sh- Strike a deal, quote unquote, with you to like take the footage, but then they've taken it and they're like, Oh, now it's ours, it's our footage, yeah. And it's <laughs> like, Well, no, it's not your footage, you need to give it back. Also, you're using it for something completely like disrespectful, huh? What a fucking bitch. That's just like one of those evil ass things, you know? Mm-hmm. It's fucked up, like that's fucked up, like that's one of those things. It's like, No, that's on your character, it's not. It's not even like you're writing a story, you know, you're writing passengers, right? Like, yeah. 
Keanu Reeves writing <laughs> passengers for eight years, and then you come and steal it from him. Like, that. that's mean. That's fucked up. You're taking someone's work that, you know, whatever. But it wasn't his story. He just loved it. You know, he was backing it, whatever. Yeah. You could get away with something like that. But when it's something historical, something, yeah. you know, like like this, that it's coming out of, like, not only, like, a passionate way, but you're doing it, uh, like, the proper way, you know, because you have these people that are, they're, they're real lives, and, you know, it's, you know, you know what I mean? Like, there's just, there's just so much already there, and then you take this story that these people diligently work towards, and they're like, yeah, we're, no, we, we respect you, respect the story, respect the people, respect everything about this. And then some white lady's like, mine. <laughs> I'm going to win an Oscar. <laughs> that's, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. fucked up. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, that's a very sensitive subject, you know, for those people. And yeah. they, they went through all this and they have this story. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, it's but just, see, they need a perspective from a white savior. Obviously. Oh, yeah, it is America, right? Duh. Um, yeah, no, this is just, that's. That's just bad news all around. Yeah. Like, there's no way you could come back from that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not even like they paid them to go make it first, and then like, yeah. hey, you know, go do this. Well, then we'll come out afterwards and finish the rest of the story. No, they just took someone else's work and then said it was theirs. Nope. Now it's theirs. Yeah. And not only is it like you're exploiting the people who who shot it and worked, right, and worked. Yeah, but, but the you're, people that it's based on. Yeah, that who they they specifically went out of their way to be like, we're giving these people special permission because it's like, we don't want just anyone coming in and, like, filming this and use it and exploiting us. So yeah. you guys were going to use it in, a like, a respectful way. And now you guys are just, like, taking and you're like, well, <laughs> get it? Like, huh? those savages. Yeah, no, that's horrible. She's fucking horrible. There's, there's no way you could turn this around and say... Well, no. no, like, she either has to either give it back, drop the project, say sorry, or she's just forever going to be, like, blacklisted, you know? Mm. Well, not, like, I mean, other white people in Hollywood are not, not going to care. But, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, like, but I'll forever say fuck her, you know? Disney's push. So, Disney is, like, really pushing, like, really hard for, like, Black Panther, because did you see what they submit, like, all the people they submitted for, like, different Academy Awards? Like, for the Your Consideration thing? Not only is it, like, Best Picture, Best Actor, like, Best Director, but it's also, like, Supporting Actor for Sterling K. Brown, Supporting Actor for, um, what's his name, uh, Michael B. Jordan, uh, like, Supporting Actor for Angela Bassett, Bassett, um, like, everything. Basically, every single, like, category, they're basically, like... So I have to get someone in there? Yeah. It's like good. Do you think they have a shot? Yeah, I do. I think they're gonna. I think they'll see it and they'll be like, "Well, look at they already pulled." Um, oh, the the, the popular yeah. <laughs> popular film category because they're like, "Well, we'll wait till the next one," and it's like because you're racist because you don't want this film to be nominated, and then. I think kind of, it's not it's not going to be like a oh here you go consolation thing. It's going to be like well, guess we actually have to take into consideration these movies, these superhero movies. I think it's cool. Um, It'll probably get like Michael B. Jordan. 
Yeah, for I, like I would, I would support, also supporting actor. I bet. Watch. I mean, he might have been the best part of that film, to be yeah. honest. Or nothing even like, against anyone else in that film, but he was just good. Or even like costume design, I could see, or like production. Yeah, I would imagine I would at least get nominated for sure because that was a big thing. Even you know, um, during the movie, they would show like the. Uh, they would do the little like online snippets, and that was one thing of like showing them how they made the music and how they made the wardrobe and like the language and like what they decide you know to do with languages and stuff. And so, I can see it getting a lot of technical things. Yeah, it's just gonna be one of those things where we're gonna have to see like has the academy finally changed where they're gonna finally start like including people because they do include people of color, but they always like are like oh it's because you were. You were the that manservant in that movie. You did a good job. <laughs> um, I hope so. I hope I hope something pays off. I want to say I hope anything pays off, but no, I hope they get something pretty prestigious. Yeah. But um, it would be cool, yeah, if Michael B. Jordan won for Best Supporting Actor or something. I I would love to see, you know. Black Panther win Best Picture. Yeah, but I feel like it's not. Oh, that's not. I know. But I could see, but like, that's what I've been telling everyone is like, with the way that things have been going with the Academy, it being nominated for Best Picture is yeah, not still, out of the realm of I possibility. Think, yeah, I now. think still it being nominated would be a pretty big deal just because it would shoehorn in the whole, like, hey, superhero films are good. Yeah. They're not just you know, dumb blockbusters anymore. Like, they're the movies that people love, and they see them, and they feel like, you know, they make you feel and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So, it, I've, hopefully it gets in there, that it can at least do that. And you have to pay attention, because forever, it, it won't be like, oh, it's Captain America. Like, no, it's fucking Black Panther. That got nominated. Yeah. Not Captain White Dude and yeah. White Dude Friends. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I, ho- I hope that goes out. Um, did they did they do anything for Infinity War, too? No, I think they're just pushing for that. It's dumb. Mainly. I think because they... I feel like it's because they think that that's the one that's going to get them. Yeah, but the the they're gonna it's gonna be able to push them because then people will see like look at it's a it's a very diverse well it's a cast that we haven't because for some reason in America it still boggles our mind to see a cast that's not just not either mixed with some white people or just white people so messed up. I think it's cool either way. I you know you know me I think Infinity War for me Infinity War is my favorite out of yeah. the two, but. Uh, like I said, Black Panther like second, and seeing them win would be awesome. So I feel like I feel like Michael B. Jordan has to win. I know he's probably not going to, but if he's nominated, then I, f- I would feel a lot better because 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 then I would feel like they actually cared. Because if if all that stuff were to go through, right, and they only pick Chadwick Boseman. To be best, you know, leading actor and not Michael B. Jordan for best supporting. Yeah. Then I feel like, oh, they're just picking him because he's black. Yeah. Because oh well, we're gonna make so much news if we don't do this and blah blah blah. Because out of the two, 
Michael B. Jordan would yeah. be nominated. And he, he was would like win. a best supporting actor. Yeah. So I think if they did that, then it's automatically racist. Yeah. If they both get in there, then that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Dang, just imagine if Ryan Coogler was nominated for this also. We spend all our time here. I want to make a paradise. She redid all of it. Every last detail. And she breathed life back into every room. Are you happy? I love you. Come in. Hello. Hello. He's a stranger. We're just gonna let him sleep in our house. Hello. Hello. Did you know he had a wife? <laughs> he has pictures of you in his luggage. What were you doing in their luggage? Mother is a 2017 psychological horror film from the mind of Darren Aronofsky. It stars Jennifer Lawrence's mother and Javier Bardem as the writer-poet, simply known as him. Secluded, Mother is renovating the old house they stay in, while him continues to write his next great work of art. But things start to change rapidly as Man, played by Ed Harris, enters their lives, lost and looking for a place to stay. So him agrees to let man stay with them. Not soon after, man's wife, woman, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, also joins them. But mother is starting to feel displeased with both being there. Woman almost mocks mother every instance she gets, while him and man always seem to be in their own world. When woman and man break into him's study, mother kicks him out. But before they can go, both their sons show up and confront their parents. The oldest son then attacks his brother, jealous of the will being left only to the youngest son. The whole family rush to the hospital with him, as mother is left alone. As mother attends to the house, something feels wrong and a bit off, but is soon caught off guard by the oldest son, who warns her about her feelings. But after he leaves, everyone shows back up, with a few more people. They are mourning the loss of the youngest son. As the service continues, everyone in the house starts to go in places where Mother does not like them. They ruin parts of the house and become troublesome. After Mother kicks everyone out, her and him get into a small argument but soon make up and have sex. When Mother wakes up, she feels as if she's pregnant, and she in fact is. The news elates him and inspires him to finish his work. 
Mother prepares for the arrival of their child and reads Hymn's beautiful new poem. Upon publication, it immediately sells out every copy. In celebration, Mother prepares a big dinner, but a group of fans arrives at the house before they can eat. She asks him to send them away, but he insists that he has to be polite and will soon return. Mother tries to keep them out and at bay, but soon they start stealing things as souvenirs and damaging the house. But him is oblivious due to the adulation he is receiving. Hundreds of people fill the house and an increasingly disoriented mother watches it devolve into chaos. Military forces battle a cult of frenzied fans who tear rooms apart and engage in religious rituals. Amidst gunfire and explosions, the poet's publicist, the Herald, organizes mass executions. Mother goes into labor and finds him. He takes her to his study, which he reopens so she can give birth there. The havoc outside subsides. Him tells Mother his fans want to see their newborn son. She refuses and holds her son tightly. When she falls asleep, however, Him takes their child outside to the crowd, which passes the baby around wildly until the neck is inadvertently snapped. Mother hurries to the front and sees her son's mutilated corpse being eaten by the crowd. Furious, she grabs the glass shard and stabs seven of them with it. Mother is then knocked out with the doorknob the oldest son used to kill his brother, allowing the crowd to viciously beat her up until Him intervenes. As Him comforts Mother, she tearfully tells him what happened to the baby. He implores Mother to forgive them. Mother takes a moment to make a decision, but after everything she's been through, she refuses. She begins to go mad, shouting at the crowd and scratching him in the face with her nails. She runs to the basement towards the oil tank. She punctures it with a pipe wrench. Him and the crowd appear just as Mother is about to set the house on fire. Him tries to convince her not to do it, but she explains that she's given him everything she could, all of which he gave away, and she drops the lighter into the oil. It explodes, destroying the crowd, the house, and the surrounding environment. Mother and him survive. She's horrifically burned while him is completely unscathed. He asks for her love and she agrees. He tears open her chest and removes her heart. As he crushes the heart with his hands, a crystal object is revealed, one he had had earlier in the study. He places it on a pedestal and the house is transformed from a burnt out shell into a beautiful home. In bed, a new mother appears and wakes up, wondering aloud where him is. Mother. Mother. Bye. Oh no! Wait, there was no. It wasn't a question mark. It was an exclamation point. Yeah. Mother. Mother. <laughs> From Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, Darren Aronofsky. Me and you saw this when it first came out because we wanted to go see it. Because well, one, it's like even though it was doing bad at the time. Yeah, but also like. It was out, yeah. and like people were just tearing it apart, and we're like, "Is it really that bad? Is it?" <laughs> so we went to see it, and afterwards we're both like, "What did we watch?" <laughs> I think I think it was good, right? It's, like it's good. It's it's definitely a movie. I think it's, we agreed the, on it's a movie. If you look really close, there's a plot. I think, because I think there's a beginning, right? And then I know there's an ending, but, like, there's story? Okay, um, in the theater, it was, like, us, maybe two or three more people. Can yeah, I, remember, I think right? so. Very little, right? Um, it was, I think, what, two or three weeks after it came out? Something Pro- like that? Probably. Wasn't doing really well. Mm-mm. A lot of people didn't like it. Yeah. Um, some apart. people that I think that are into those type of movies loved it. But I think that's where we kind of got confused on because those movies could go either way. Yeah. Coming out of the movie, 
we laughed a lot. Yeah. I'll admit that. I definitely tried to follow at first what was going on, and then I was like, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna eat some popcorn. And yeah. Sit back. But after finally watching people on YouTube break it down, what they think, and then rewatching the movie, it is more clear. Yeah. There's still things, though, that people like, no, this means this, this means that. Or yeah. I think, actually, this is that. So that's still pretty cool that even though the movie's out and people kind of come out and talk about all this, there's still things in the movie that people are like, I think, no, I think they meant that in this scene. Or, no, I think that character's supposed to be whatever, right? Yeah. So I think it comes down to is that he's, he's a god. Yeah, he's like... The god. He's... A version of God. Yeah, creator of some sort. And she, like, is Mother Earth. Yeah. And, and basically then, the baby is Jesus, right? Yeah, because there is a <laughs> lot of, like, I think it's after they they get pregnant or mm-hmm. something. Or he does something, can't remember, but she's like, oh, time for Armageddon. And it's like, <laughs> now I get it. Yeah. Or um, when she has, when the first group of people, I think the... At the wake, right? Like all those people yeah. warning him. I think when she kicks them out, I guess it's supposed to be like the flood because the water breaks, right? And it's oh, rapid and yeah. all this stuff, right? Having that stuff in the back of your head, rewatching it, you do catch on to a lot of little things, right? You catch on to the that part where they're where everyone's there for the wake and they're whatever. And you have those people outside like, or like in the house and they're helping. And she's like, what are you doing? You know, stop, whatever. It's like, you can consider those, you know, you know, people like the, um, like the hippies of some sort of like, they think they're helping, but it's not what she needs. You yeah. know, it's not what mother earth needs, needs but yeah. they're there's, but they're still smiling and they're happy. And they're like, okay, yeah, whatever, man. You know, like oh, we know what we're doing, but it's like that's that's oh, not yeah, what like we want when you to do. When they're like painting the house yeah. and everything, and it's like, but she doesn't need you to do that. And then you know you have the the people on the thing, and they're just like uh, jumping on thing, like see it's not breaking, see it's not breaking, and, and it, it breaks, breaks, and they're just like, oh, well. you know, those are like the fucking hard headed people that you know you could say that oh they're the ones that are causing all these problems. They're like no, see they're fine, we're fine. Um, and I, I think obviously it comes more. Towards the end, <laughs> where you yeah. get more of the you know people and religion and, and etc. More of the allegory too. Yeah. I'm not gonna try to break down what I think what every person means religiously or what this means because there's so much in that last. Oh yeah. What twenty minutes he or something? He packs it in like crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> so just from the beginning, you know, starts off pretty simple, pretty normal, basic. Really not too. Too wild, too crazy. Pretty soon after, you do get the feeling that you're in for something weird. <laughs> yeah, you know, no one really has names. I think that I think that's pretty cool. The way it's shot, obviously, oh, was yeah. really well. I think they did really well. The, the characters acting, acting. but um, something surreal like this. Yeah, it's kind of like um, Killing of a Sacred Deer, yeah. where the characters you understand in this world are supposed to be like. Like at first, it's jarring because you're like. People don't act like that. Yeah. But then as you progress and you figure out, like, oh, no, that's how everyone is in this universe. Yeah. They're just all, like, weirdos. And so it's kind of the same thing here where, you're like, people, like, say things and, and act a certain way. And it's like, why would you do that? But then you're, as you progress, you're like, okay, I guess it's just more of, like, that's how they are. 
Yeah, I think it's... Well, obviously in this movie they were like, well, we gotta turn it up. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. But I, I like I like the fact that, you know, um, Javier Bardem's character, you kind of hate him sometimes mm-hmm. because he's just, like, so oblivious. Yeah. Which is like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it because God created Earth and then chose man over his creation of Earth, but man couldn't survive without earth so why is he favoring you know humans people over mother earth when mother earth is what gives yeah which is what sustains everything yeah so there's a lot of there's a lot of that shit where you're like is that is that what you i'm pretty sure that's what it means (laughs) unless we're unless we're not supposed to interpret it as anything because, you know, there are some surreal films where you're, like, yeah. not supposed to interpret it as anything. And it's like, but you can't help but interpret it as something. <laughs> There's cool things I didn't catch at first. Like, when he's helping him in the bathroom after he gets drunk. Mm-hmm. And you see, like, his the cut in the back yeah. of his ribs. So it's like, oh, Eve. Eve's coming. And she does. Yeah. But she's a fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which it's like, is that because he hates women or is he trying to keep to like the Bible or I don't Yeah. Know. Everything she was you a said. Fucking bitch the whole movie. You know everything you said? Yeah, that's right. I think if for those people who didn't like it, it's understandable. I yeah, I because can, I can get it. That's kind of what it was going for. It was going for a movie where you're constantly questioning, like, what's going on? What's going on? But the second watch, knowing that, you know, like, put started putting these characters to, you know, faces. Like, oh, he's like God, and she's like Mother Earth, yeah. or whatever. And, and, and then paying attention to the whole movie, there's things of, like, you know, the whole floor, that uh, the yeah. thing in the floor, and then her seeing the, what you call it, in the... Uh, the toilet and all that stuff. So there's a lot to take in. Oh that yeah. When you're first watching it, you're very like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's why when I tell people like, if you're gonna watch a Darren Aronofsky film, I recommend starting with The Wrestler because like all of his other ones are very weird and out there and like abstract. I think this movie was meant to be watched a few times. Oh yeah. You know, at least to be appreciated. Uh, the first watch wasn't bad, you know. Mm. We, I mean, we got entertainment out of it, and you know, movies you could say are for entertainment. But yeah. rewatching it after and hearing what people, hearing people discuss about what's going on in the film, definitely made it feel better for a watch. Visually, I think it's really well done. Mm. Even it's- though it. It's very weird. I think it plays out really well. I, I like the cinematography. They keep it very tight on the person to kind of be like not only personal but also kind of claustrophobic-y. Where like they, especially like when she's getting like frustrated. Yeah, and like it's following her, especially like in the scenes where she's like, "What are you guys doing? Like, why are you in my house?" And like it's following her. Yeah, like, because it, even when it cuts to the other people, it's more of like. What she sees yeah, in her side. Because instead of yeah, instead of pulling out this huge shot of you see her and this other girl and a guy all, you know, within the stairs, it's more of like her looking at the guy and then the girl or the girl passes through her not of sight of the guy, you know. It never focuses on everything at once. So yeah, you're right. Like the way they show like especially too when when the man and, and woman, like they're together 
a lot of times she sees them. It's always it's it's like her looking at them as opposed to it just focusing on them. Like there's that part where I think he's like sick for one minute and all of a sudden they're in the room and they're about to fuck, but she's passing by. Yeah. But it's like from her point of view. Like I, I think she's still in the shop though too, you know. So they do that really well. Um, you're right. It's it's very tight and it moves around a lot. What she's doing. Yeah, it gets you very like. Uh, like anxious too and the ending does it extremely well oh yeah so much it's and it doesn't like, let up it's just one after another after another and it's like no it does lead up it, it, it does it does because then she gets she gives birth oh that's that's true that's right yeah yeah <laughs> and then it kicks in again yeah which i feel like that's that could be another reason why people don't don't like it as they don't like the shock value yeah and like but it is like a see because you can interpret that as like it's the history of the world yeah as that that's that's what humanity has brought and it's just destruction and chaos and that's it yeah i mean the bit so if the baby's jesus oh spoiler if the baby's jesus that she gives birth what happens to jesus Okay, let's move I on. I think they let him live, right, for a long time. Oh, he li- yeah. he lived to a very old age. Wow. And oh, and then he had kids. Mm-hmm, you know, he went around the world. Age. You know, he had a full life. Oh, no, wait. I think I think we killed him. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and then it all comes to an end. Yeah. Then it starts up again. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool because you get that from the beginning, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of cool how it just, it's like, and you what, don't think too much of it. Yeah. It's something that you don't realize until the end. You could you could imagine this as the movie that we're seeing right now, right? That what if this this movie that we're seeing is portraying, you know, our, our view of, you know, the world. So what if, just saying, what if that ends is kind of like our end? And the next one that's going to continue... That's a completely different storyline. Yeah. Completely different timeline. Who knows what's going to happen. Um, maybe they're able to fix things in this next one where yeah. maybe they don't break the little the heart thing. And then maybe he's able to write the thing sooner. Or maybe she gives birth and like, you maybe know. he focuses on them more. Yeah. You know. Um, which, you know, could be true. If you believe in a God, then you would you could imagine that. He's just going through the motions of seeing, like, oh, what works best. Yeah. So everything that we know as our history, as our lineage, as, you know, what's now, what's going to continue, like, maybe when that ends, however it ends, God just goes back and is like, all right, well, let's try this again. <laughs> so that's kind of cool, you know, be like, yeah, you're right, because all it's right. different, because it is, she's different, but she's the same. She's the same person, but she's just a little bit different. Yeah. And then you're wondering, like, in the times before and continuing, like, how different is it? You know, mm-hmm. does when he creates man, does he create a different man, a younger man, a, you know, yeah. an older man? Um, does he create woman first? Like, has he done that before? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's very interesting to kind of imagine like huh yeah you're right um i can't imagine a world where woman was created first that's ridiculous sorry i'm i'm a maninist oh you're yeah you follow that steven yes cho dick yes i'll just say to wrap it up 
it's it's a very interesting film. Yes. And if you're willing to, I would say if you're okay with movies, I mean, obviously you're listening to this, so if you're somewhat okay with movies being spoiled, yeah, because you haven't watched this, and if you're listening to this and you haven't watched this, and you're obviously okay with it, I would say go on YouTube, look up a couple different videos of just people kind of giving their explanation of like what happened, what they think the story means, whatever, right? They'll plant things into your mind where you're like, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Even if you didn't see the movie, or you could see the movie, then watch it, then watch it again. But just saying that you probably don't want to watch it twice. Just saying. Or maybe you already watched it and you're like, yeah. Or if you watched it and you wanted, if you watched it and you didn't like it and you're listening, like, well, what do they have to say to change it? Rewatch it again. Yeah. Um, do the whole YouTube thing, like I said, because some people will give you the same. I feel like there's some people on YouTube who watch other people's YouTube videos. And then remake that video, but, like, in their voice. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I think this movie deserves a second viewing. Because, like we said, you go back, you see things that you didn't see. It's kind of like when you read a book and you didn't. there's certain things that you didn't notice the first time. And then when you go back and read it, you're like, oh, sh- shoot, I didn't even realize that popped up. Or even, like, when you go back and watch a show that you hadn't watched in forever and you realize, oh, shoot, they set that up, like, way early in the season that I didn't even realize that. Yeah, this movie's basically, this movie's basically that because there's so much in there that e- like even though I watch it again, I know I'm missing oh, a lot yeah. because so- sometimes my brain won't be like, oh, I'm not paying attention to to that, or should I be paying attention? Overall, I think it's a it's a really interesting movie. Um, if you're into weird, you know, surreal films, it's definitely a watch. Mm. Also, go watch anything by Darren Aronofsky, especially the the Wrestler and Black Swan. Those are really good films. The end of nostalgia. Nostalgia is a sentimentality for the past, typically a period or a place with happy personal associations. Could the '90s be the last decade we reminisce on, or over in pop culture, specifically in film and TV, because? At first, I was kind of like, no, that doesn't make any sense. But the more and more I've like thought about it, I was thinking, like, I guess that makes sense. Because as I was explaining to you, people have always had nostalgia for these past times, especially, like... The from, racist ones. Yeah, like, you know, in the 80s when Ronald Reagan was like, yes, we, oh, we gotta remember about... Remember the 50s when it was great, when you could say the N-word all the time. And remember the rich people didn't pay any taxes. And it's like, no, they paid all the taxes. That's why we had an, a boom in the economy. But whatever. You're just a cowboy from California. Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> no, yeah, so, like, you can see it in, like, George Lucas's um, American Graffiti, where it's a movie that came out in, like, the either the late 60s or early 70s. No, actually, I think it was the early 70s, and it was reminiscing about a time in, like, the late or the early 60s about you know people who would go around town you know like driving their car going to the malt shop and oh i'm gonna be skipping prom it's actually a really good film i'm making fun of it but like it's a pretty good film but then like you get to like the 90s and the 2000s and now where we reminisce about like because remember in the 90s when we were like all about the 70s because like Days and confused came out and especially like um that 70s show and they were all like hippied out and like with like tie-dye and like peace and stuff like that whatever 
And like even now with shows like Stranger Things and It and like how we're all reminiscing about like the 80s. Could the next decade when we're starting to get more into the 90s, could that be the end? Because like I said, the video I was watching, they were talking about how in these times before there were certain stations or pieces of pop culture that you could only get in specific places from TV, film. Like you had to go see like Star Wars or you had to go see watch Family Matters on, on TV. And like everybody watched it, right? Everyone watched TGIF, right? Everybody had to like stay at home. Like th- that's what they did, right? But nowadays where it's like you got the YouTube and you got Netflix and you got Hulu and you got Disney Play <laughs> and all these different things, you're getting... You're getting media from so many different places and and you're just because pop culture to you is this this and this doesn't mean it's that for everyone everyone in this whole collective generation isn't going to remember like the same thing collectively so whoever made this video is fucking stupid Mm -hmm. because the 2000s definitely had a flavor the 2000s was the era where we came into technology 2000s was the era that it wasn't the '90s. That mm. was that was 2000s. We're not in the '90s anymore, right? I yeah. mean, look at Y2K. Like the whole thing was like, what are we gonna do? That we're in the 2000s. Yeah, 2000s has a certain feel to them. To where, don't get me wrong, I do understand because there's times where I will think about 2008 and it feels like it's 2014. Wait, no, that's 2008. But if we're just looking, we cut, obviously, 10 years, right? Let's just say 2000 to 2010, right? Yeah. Let's just say. That definitely did have a feel. What I do think, to be honest, I think it's more of, like, early 2000s that was the big change. That where I feel like in 10 years we can make a movie and have set in the early 2000s, like 2004, 2005, and it will have a different flavor than than anything after 2010 anything out before 1999 because that was really an era where things did change and yeah. they changed a lot you know i mean obviously 9-11 was a big thing but everything after 9-11 changed like 2000 to i would say 2008 maybe 2009 maybe even 2010 there was a big change of like wow we're actually in this now like we're we're not, we're not primitive like the '90s. <laughs> like everyone has cell phones. Like we remember that time where no one had cell phones, and then everyone had cell phones. Now everyone has fucking computers yeah. in the back of their their pants. When there was a time where we didn't even have a computer. I I'm thinking it's more people in like my older brother's generation where for some reason they lump my older brother and my younger brother and me all together as the same generation and it doesn't make any sense because we're not and so i think they're kind of reminiscing for like a well well yeah you guys had nothing in the 2000s yeah like the 90s we probably had the biggest change in the 2000s it's because it shifted from from just like oh movies and and cartoons to being low no it's also like look at technology look at the world events like yeah. it's it's more things than we can comprehend i think to be honest i would say up until around this generation that might be true to you know 2012 13 14 something yeah. like that because 
the the kids growing up now they're actually born into this world where they have everything there yeah prior to was exactly that we grew up where we didn't know what was going on in syria we didn't know what was going on in russia like nope. couldn't give two shits about korea like i didn't even know what fucking korea was yeah. you know what i'm saying but we went from not knowing much when we were in our young teens to knowing so much right when we got out to our 19s 20 year you know 20 years old yeah um i think i got my first smartphone when i was 20 maybe yeah. 19 20 21 something around there and yeah i mean i i specifically remember no one having a cell phone because who had a cell phone exactly. to like Oh, well, a couple of people have cell phones. To No, everybody has cell phones. Yeah, All before I graduated high school. Yeah, because it was such a ridiculous idea when I was a freshman to be like, why do I need a cell phone? To, like, literally, like, the next year, it's like, no, I need a cell phone. Yeah. I No, I, I specifically remember being a freshman and, other than my cousin Felix, having maybe one other guy I knew that had a cell phone. Yeah, for sure I knew. And it didn't really matter. Like, didn't really care. You know, why would like why would I need a cell phone? Yeah. To you know, closing out my senior year to oh, you have to have a cell phone to get a hold of somebody, and that was within a four year span, yeah. right? And really, coming from the '90s to the 2000s, we're like, well, yeah, things are more out there, but now we're different. Now we're ahead of that. We're not just the '90s. Like, no, this is beyond right yeah. so that really did change like uh, look at you know look at wrestling the era of wrestling that i watched was was the extreme era yeah you know, the attitude <laughs> era and that ended i think 2003 2004 i yeah. think was kind of the i mean you could say it goes a little here and there whatever but those were kind of closing on to you're moving on right because now us being kids like yeah you're right we didn't have to just worry about tv we didn't have to just worry about this getting into music you know when i first started getting into music it was all just well this band thank this band and their liner notes i'm gonna buy that cd oh well now they're uh thanking this other band and their liner cds oh wait now this guy was guest vocals on this album i gotta check them out oh here's a flyer for this band and this band to what what's the new band oh let me go check their myspace see what yeah. song they have you know what i mean yeah. like that's a big fucking difference like it doesn't seem like that big but it's a big difference all within a couple of years and moving on like i would say our age group our generation was the transition because yeah. people that were born a little bit after they kind of were more used to technology it's weird that my sister is a teenager now, but she grew up with always knowing that we had computers in the house and, and cell phones yeah. or smartphones and and being able to get on the computer, do whatever, and, and you know, having a DVR to record. You know, that was the 2000s. The 2000s were a transition era, right? Mm -hmm. Where we were... And, and honestly, we can watch movies and know, like, oh, that's that's totally 2000s. Yeah. Oh, this, listen to music, like, when... You know, people hear like fucking old follow boy. They're like, oh, yeah, that's so 2000s, yeah. you know. And I'm not saying that it couldn't happen for the next generation. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Because you are right. Like, it's definitely different for different people when you're taking something that was very linear. Yeah. 
at first of like, oh yeah, like, you know, this these were the skate kids and these were the hip hop kids and all yeah. those were the nerds. Now we're in a, an era where the nerds are also the skate kids who are also a part of, you know, uh school government and stuff and and the the people who are the jocks are you know also into like acting and, and then, you know what i mean like, like and they're also like the stoner kids and yeah so like you know before it was yeah very much oh this is that oh you only watch this tv oh you yeah. only listen to this music to now people are kind of just whatever because they can pick and choose yeah so i mean it is i get where they're trying to come at but it's kind of dumb if yeah. They ended it with nineties because it makes it seem very egotistical. Yeah. Of like, well, nineties. No, well, no, no. I sorry, we're the last great generation. It's like yeah. you yeah, know, you, you know who you sound like. You sound like the last people who called themselves yeah. the greatest generation. Yeah. And yeah, look what they did to everything. Yeah. See, that's all egotistical because really, like, we're the last generation. You know? <laughs> like two thousands kids, like those are the last. You know, they're gonna be the last. Like we're the last. Like, not them. That's nineties. Fuck nineties. Yeah, Roseanne. She came back. She's racist. Oh wow. No, but uh, <laughs> no, but you're right. Like the the idea is kind of interesting. I do feel though, like the 2000s will have its own flavor because thinking oh, yeah. about it now, you can go back and well, it definitely had its own flavor. You, you can even say that about like now. Like look at like current things. Like you can say like. In 20 years, you could probably be like, yeah, that's very, like, 2010s. Oh, yeah, meme culture? Like, yeah. meme culture is a real thing, and it's, that just happened, like, not that long It's this idea ago. that, like, yeah, where you're being very, like, egotistical about yourself and your generation where you're like, no, we're the last ones because we're the last ones that had, like, everything in common where we still watch Saturday morning cartoons. It's like, yeah... Okay, kids might not do that now, but look at what they do now. They all go on YouTube and they watch this. So now what will be nostalgic for them is going to be something from YouTube. Legit. There will be times where people are like, oh, yeah, I remember this on YouTube. I'm like, what? I've never seen this before. What the fuck were you guys watching? I never watched this. And it's like, oh, well, it's because they they grew up on that. Like, that's them, you know? Yeah, no, you're totally right. Like, that's exactly what we're talking about. Maybe... It may not be centralized as, oh, we all watch this one TV show and we all listen to this one band. Yeah. But there's other things like YouTube that can. I mean, because you could even say that about the 80s. Like, yeah, what we think of like like 80s music necessarily wasn't like the music that they listened to because they could have been listening to like some like like more like heavy metal rock like. Instead of like some dumb, like, yeah, to be honest, know, like when Prince people or... say 80s, I know what they mean, but when I think of 80s, I think of like all the punk bands, I think about yeah. all those like crossover bands that started, like look at Metallica's Rise, you know what I mean? Like to me, that is the 80s, but when you say 80s music, I get what you mean. You mean, you know, the flock of seagulls, and shit. <laughs> I know that, but you know, you know. It's yeah, but you know you're totally right, and I mean that is coming from someone who considers his music taste more outside of the norm. But still, mm-hmm. I will give them that they have a certain view that could be seen as correct. Of like, yeah, I get it because it was all yeah, it was all one way, right? But to the two thousands, at least the early two thousands, the beginning of two thousands, what we know today. That was the same thing. Like, we were transitioning from the 90s. And I think it was even a harder transition 
from the ninety from ninety nine to two thousand, yeah. as opposed to like the late seventies to the early eighties or the early eight or late eighties to the early nineties. Yeah. The transition from ninety nine to two thousand was very bam. Like this is nineties. This is two thousand. Yeah. So I think they're wrong. I think they're wrong. I think, so I think yeah. I I I you know, nostalgia and being nostalgic about things, it's very weird. It's cool and interesting. Sometimes I think it's dumb, but then They'll throw a match at me where it's, you know, Triple H versus Undertaker. And I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like Mick Foley comes out and he's like, oh, I'm going to be the special referee. And I, hell in the cell. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I get it. You know, that shit happened 20 years ago, but yeah. it still gets me excited. 20 years ago. So I can't fully say I hate it or I'm against it. I just, I'm, in, I'm indifferent. I think it's just that nostalgia is going to... Is just going to change. It's going to be like everything else. It's going to change. We're going to be nostalgic for different... Not us, because we're going to be nostalgic for the things that we're already nostalgic for. But I mean, like, the kids growing up today, they're going to be nostalgic for something complete, Something that we've never seen before. A concept that, like, oh, it's going to be, like, this specific thing. Or this that specific thing. Yeah, it's like... I. It, it was just an interesting idea. And I was like, huh, let's talk about it. But we'll end it there. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate you guys so much. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, IMTB underscore podcast. Email us at IMTB podcast at Gmail. Uh, check out old episodes um, on our Pippa page. You know, anything that we link you to, you'll find a link to. So. Uh-huh whatever uh and yeah you know till then like i said be on the lookout for things that we're working on uh different from the podcast but i still think it'd be things that you would be similar yeah interested in if you like us you're gonna like it even if you don't like us you might actually like it (laughs) if we're being if you're being dead honest even if you don't like anything we're doing you might actually like what we're doing yeah so yeah But, um, yeah, until then, till next time, remember, guys, it's not that bad. It's not that bad.